Welcome to another episode with Loans Elevated. My name is Brock Lassig, top 1% loan officer nationwide. And I'm TJ Heidenreich. Together we bring the latest news, strategies, and insights in the mortgage and real estate industry. Yeah, so the next, that was our, our total inflation piece. Now, this next comes the Fed. So the Fed still has a key, their key player in the, the whole economic factor. And in two major categories, businesses and households. Now, their main job is to stop inflation at all costs. They don't care if it's going to hurt in other areas in the economy because they feel that if inflation is not under control, that our economy is going to be way, way, way worse off. So in businesses, they're going to hike the Fed. They're going to increase the Fed funds rate, which is going to reduce margins and slow growth plans for the business. Where they wanted to expand their business, they can't do anymore because the rates are way too high for them to borrow against. Uh, It's going to diminish employer demand for labor. Uh, they're going to cut the amount of hours that employees can work. We're already seeing that. We're exactly. Seeing them and, cut and maybe possibly even lay off. I mean, I just, lay off. I mean, my wife's here that we saw yesterday. Uh, she sent me a post. She's a big Disney fanatic. She's like, oh my hell, Disney's cutting 7,000 jobs. What are we going to do? She's <laughs> like, it's not going to be the same Disney experience. <laughs> so we're starting to see this, which leads to less, to less spending, reduced spending, which overall leads to lower inflation on households. The Fed increases rates. Consumer debt becomes more expensive because they can't buy those large ticket items anymore. They can't go out and buy the car for the same rate. They can't uh, get a HELOC for the same rate. And then the smaller items, they can't even go, like their credit cards, they probably maxed out for the past couple of years. I mean, we saw reports that consumer credit card debt is an all-time high. I think we're at almost a trillion in the I US. I think it's probably at a trillion. This it's, is a week old report and it yeah, was at like it was, 986 It was so close. Billion. Yeah. yeah. So we're at a trillion dollars in consumer credit card debt now. And when they got those credit cards, they were not at the same rates they're at now. We're, they're probably sitting at close to 25% interest rates, which is obscene. Uh, so, which they can't go out and spend that money anymore because they've, they've leveraged all their debt. They can't go out and spend, overly spend, which reduces cost on goods because goods are sitting and which also leads to lower inflation. Does that spur any questions with the Fed's role? And how what they're well, one thing I want to say, yeah, go ahead. I, I just want to dive into something because, like, Tej and I were thinking through what helping you guys understand, like, why in the world would the Fed raise rates? Like, how is this going to accomplish their goal of what they call price stability, or in other words, reducing inflation? So, we tried to simplify, like, what happens. But the crazy thing that we, I, that we noticed is like when businesses do this and it leads to pay cuts and/or layoffs, and this happens to consumers, which leads to. It, reduced cost on goods or profits for businesses, mm-hmm. in other words, reduced profits. Mm-hmm. These two things affect each other. So households spend less money because of the, they don't have any discretionary income, which affects the business's ability to earn money, which affects their ability to employ, which further affects the, the, like, the community's ability to buy things. Like This is a vicious cycle. The, what the Fed's attempting to do mm-hmm. is dance a fine line of accomplishing their goal of reducing inflation, hopefully not to the point they throw us into a massive recession and hit that downward spiral that, that I just mentioned. But Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, now imagine this. You're someone you know, they break their leg, they've got to go to the ER, and at the ER, they're like instantly getting them on morphine. The doctor comes and like, hey, oh, yep, okay, you're not getting better. Five minutes later, give more morphine. Again, five minutes later, more morphine. Well, pretty soon, they're over-medicated and they've killed that patient. That's kind of what the Fed is doing right now. Because as inflation comes down, historically, even before it comes down, the Fed's already stopped cutting rates. Well, here towards the tail end of this graph, 
the Fed, they're still increasing rates. And in their last meeting last week, they said they still plan to increase rates the next time they meet. Well, you can see here, the red line is the CPI number, the blue line's uh, the, the Fed. Inflation's on the, way on the downward trend and they're still hiking, which is, could lead to cracks. And the crack that we've found and we all saw was the bank crash, uh, a couple bank crashes. Dive into the bank crashes and what it actually meant and what it entails. Yeah, so this is important. And I think there's more details to come that we all kind of need to understand yeah. because it is affecting like mortgage-backed securities and the demand for those, which is going to affect the liquidity in the mortgage business, which could affect all sorts of things, programs that are available. It, it's, this is interesting, and, and I think time will tell, but essentially what happened is these banks, these two banks in particular, were hypersensitive to a couple of industries that were already not doing well, tech and crypto. Mm -hmm. So if those are already not doing well, they're not getting the same level of deposits that they expect or historically have. And at the same time, they start pulling money. Well, what happened is as these deposits continued to roll out, they're like, crap, we don't actually have liquidity. So we need to go sell some assets. Well, the assets they had were assets, almost all of it was in bonds, either mortgage-backed securities or treasury bonds. And they bought these bonds when rates were at like two and a half percent. Well, rates are now at like five plus percent on these, on these assets, right? Mortgage rates are higher, but uh, on these assets. Well, what does that mean? If you have an asset that you, that's netting a return of two and a half percent, you can now get the same asset netting a return of 5%. It effectively makes this asset 50 cents on the dollar. The value of this asset is 50 cents on the dollar. That's what these banks held an absurd amount of. So they were forced to sell these because they had no other, they really didn't have any other assets besides the cash, which now was all gone. They had no cash. They had to sell and realize losses. They realized, I think in like, within a matter of a couple of days, they realized $2.4 billion of losses. They had to announce that and raise money to help keep the wheels turning. Some of their big stakeholders in the bank recognized this issue and it was an instant run on the bank. They're like, holy crap, it's going down, pulled money out, and then it just kept going. They had to sell more assets at 50% loss and more money came out and they had to sell more. And within a matter of, I think it was like two days, FDIC, it had gotten their, their net worth down to a level that the FDIC came and took over. So the hope and the F, yes. It's important to note too, and you might've already said this, but yep. these two banks, they're, it was a lot of crypto and a lot of startup and a lot of tech. Mm -hmm. And tech and crypto, they've been struggling the past year, year and a half. And with that, they couldn't go borrow like they could it's because the feds have hiked the rate. So they were taking money out of the bank. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up. Mm -hmm. So it's that's like what venture capital exactly. slowed their mm -hmm. influx into tech companies and startups. Mm -hmm. So the tech companies and startups had to actually spend their cash reserves, Rather than which leverage. is why they were withdrawing money. Exactly. Right? Yep. That makes sense. That's a good point. Thank you for tuning in. For more industry insights, follow us on all platforms at Loans Elevated. And to get in touch with our team, call or text 801-713-4000 or visit loanselevated.com.